Get this full audiobook for free by clicking now the link in the description. It's brought to you by The Book Guide. The cop climbed out of his car exactly four minutes before he got shot. He moved like he knew his fate in advance. He pushed the door against the resistance of a stiff hinge and swiveled slowly on the worn vinyl seat and planted both feet flat on the road. Then he grasped the doorframe with both hands and heaved himself up and out. He stood in the cold, clear air for a second and then turned and pushed the door shut again behind him. Held still for a second longer, then he stepped forward and leaned against the side of the hood up near the headlight. The car was a seven-year-old Chevy Caprice. It was black and had no police markings, but it had three radio antennas and plain chrome hubs. Most cops you talk to swear the Caprice is the best police vehicle ever built. This guy looked like he agreed with them. He looked like a veteran plainclothes detective with the hold of the motor pool at his disposal. Like he drove the ancient Chevy because he wanted to. Like he wasn't interested in the new Fords. I could see that kind of stubborn old-timer personality in the way he held himself. He was wide and bulky in a plain dark suit made from some kind of heavy wool. He was tall but stooped. An old man. He turned his head and looked north and south along the road and then craned his thick neck to glance back over his shoulder at the college gate. He was thirty yards away from me. The college gate itself was purely a ceremonial thing. Two tall brick pillars just rose up from a long expanse of tended lawn behind the sidewalk. Connecting the pillars was a high double gate made from iron bars, bent and folded and twisted into fancy shapes. It was shiny black. It looked like it had just been repainted. It was probably repainted after every winter. It had no security function. Anybody who wanted to avoid it could drive straight across the lawn. It was wide open, anyway. There was a driveway behind it with little knee-high iron posts set eight feet back on either side. They had latches. Each half of the gate was latched into one of them, wide open. The driveway led on down to a huddle of mellow brick buildings about a hundred yards away. The buildings had steep, mossy roofs and were overhung by trees. The driveway was lined with trees. The sidewalk was lined with trees. There were trees everywhere. Their leaves were just about coming in. They were tiny and curled and bright green. Six months from now, they would be big and red and golden, and photographers would be swarming all over the place taking pictures of them for the college brochure. Twenty yards beyond the cop and his car and the gate was a pickup truck parked on the other side of the road. It was tight against the curb. It was facing toward me, fifty yards away. It looked a little out of place. It was faded red and had a big bull bar on the front. The bar was dull black and looked like it had been bent and straightened a couple of times. There were two men in the cab. They were young, tall, clean-cut, fair-haired. They were just sitting there completely still, gazing forward, looking at nothing in particular. They weren't looking at the cop. They weren't looking at me. I was set up to the south. I had an anonymous brown panel van parked outside a music store. The store was the kind of place you find near a college gate. It had used CDs and racks out on the sidewalk and posters in the windows behind them advertising bands people have never heard of. I had the van's rear doors open. There were boxes stacked inside. I had a sheaf of paperwork in my hands. I was wearing a coat because it was a cold April morning. 
I was wearing gloves because the boxes in the van had loose staples where they'd been torn open. I was wearing a gun, because I often do. It was wedged in my pants, at the back, under the coat. It was a Colt Anaconda, which is a huge, stainless steel revolver chambered for the forty-four Magnum cartridge. It was thirteen and a half inches long and weighed almost four pounds. Not my first choice of weapon. It was hard and heavy and cold, and I was aware of it all the time. I paused in the middle of the sidewalk and looked up from my papers and heard the distant pickup's engine start. It stayed where it was, just idling. White exhaust pooled around its rear wheels. The air was cold. It was early, and the street was deserted. I stepped behind my van and glanced down the side of the music store toward the college buildings, saw a black Lincoln town car waiting outside one of them. There were two guys standing next to it. I was a hundred yards away, but neither one of them looked like a limo driver. Limo drivers don't come in pairs, and they don't look young and heavy, and they don't act tense and wary. These guys looked exactly like bodyguards. The building the Lincoln was waiting outside of looked like some kind of a small dormitory. It had Greek letters over a big wooden door. I watched, and the big wooden door opened up, and a young, thin guy stepped out. He looked like a student. He had long, messy hair and was dressed like a homeless person, but carried a bag that looked like shiny, expensive leather. One of the bodyguards stood point while the other held the car door, and the young, thin guy tossed his bag onto the back seat and slid right in after it. He pulled the door shut behind himself. I heard it slam, faint and muffled from a hundred yards away. The bodyguards glanced around for a second and then got in the front together, and a short moment later the car moved away. Thirty yards behind it, a college security vehicle snuffled slowly in the same direction. Not like it was intending to make up a convoy, but like it just happened to be there anyway. There were two rent-a-cops in it. They were slumped down low in their seats, and they looked aimless and bored. I took my gloves off and tossed them into the back of my van, stepped out into the road where my view was better. I saw the Lincoln come up the driveway at a moderate speed. It was black and shiny and immaculate. It had plenty of chrome on it, plenty of wax. The college cops were way behind it. It paused at the ceremonial gate and turned left and came south toward the black police caprice, toward me.